All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, podcast dedicated to your one and only Colorado Avalanche. So, a uh, lot to get to. If you can tell, yeah, I'm still sick, but I didn't want to not go uh, two days without having a, a show, especially after what the Avalanche just did to the St. Louis Blues. We don't get to talk about the Avalanche beating the Blues too often, so, um, and I realized it just said beating the Blues. Um, so I figured, you know, cold and all, I'm going to weather this storm. And I just said weather this storm as I'm under the weather, but... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it through this episode because yeah we want to talk about some Colorado Avalanche hockey getting off the Schneid, getting a win in dominating fashion. I'm actually recording this show and there's still a couple minutes left in the game. That's how confident I am right now that they're not going to blow a seven to three lead uh, with a little over two minutes to go. So uh, the game will end as this show is in progress. But we will talk about the Minnesota game a little bit. I don't want to dwell too much on that because it was a loss and Avalanche just won this one. But there are some things that we want to talk about in that game. Um, and like always, social media first. Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Uh, Instagram, I'm going to get. I'm not going to get rid of the Facebook. I just, I don't put anything up on Facebook. So for now, anyway, I will in the future. But for now, it's I do put stuff up on Instagram. So just search Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and send in your emails to lockedonavalanche at gmail.com. So uh, we are down to a one minute and two seconds left. Still seven to three. Now we're down to 50 seconds left. So yeah, in the bag, seven to three Avalanche are going to win this one against St. Louis. But, uh, and I guess a little bit more housekeeping. It, today is, if you're listening to this on Friday, January 4th, the, the voting for Kale McCarr has already been open in terms of getting him into the All-Star game. Why we have to vote him in is kind of a travesty to begin with. He should just been uh, named to that roster. But, you know, the, uh, the, the NHL has this voting thing like a lot of All-Star games are right now, and it's the last man in. We're all familiar with it. We all voted Gabe Landeskog in a couple years, no, last year. So now we got to do again for Kale McCarr. Sacrilegious as it is, should just be on the on the roster, but we got to vote him in. So uh, let's do that. You have till uh, January tenth to vote. Help the guy out. He's a rookie. He deserves it. Let's get him on the roster. So there's that. There is also the news that came out today that um, or not not today. I think it came out yesterday that uh, Minnesota will be hosting the Winter Classic next year at Target Field, where the Minnesota Twins play. Uh, I thought they normally name the opponent at the same time. I could be wrong on that. Uh, maybe they have done it in the past, and maybe this is a new thing where they're they're just naming where it's at. And obviously you know the home team, but they don't tell you the away team. Because it's Minnesota... Um, the Avalanche are, are being thrown in there as a possible opponent. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's a possibility. Is it is it likely? I, I don't know. I don't even know a, a percentage I want to throw on it right now. But what does the NHL like in the, the in these games? These are, are uh, heavily watched games. So they want 
uh, uh, number one, they want a good matchup. Um, I like that over the past couple of years, they've gotten away from just the the original six and the big marquee names like Sidney Crosby. I think we're all sick of seeing Sidney Crosby in the uh, Winter Classic game. So they are starting to branch out. I'll give them credit for that. I think this is another um, showing of them branching out. But who will the team be? I think just because it's Minnesota and that's in the division of Colorado, everybody wants to say Colorado um, is a high possibility. But, um, I, yeah, they could be. And everybody's also throwing out the fact that that Colorado is going to Finland next year as well. Um does that matter? Would the NHL, <coughs> excuse me, put the Avalanche in a overseas game or a couple games that they're playing over there and put them in to the uh, Winter Classic? Is that too much notoriety for one team? Do they want to mix it up? It very well could be. That, that could be a reason why the Avalanche aren't picked to play in the Winter Classic. Um, I, I personally don't think that matters. And I don't think that matters because the games that are going to be in Finland are are not going to be the 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 must see TV in the United States for those games. They will be very big in the countries that the those games are being played in, but over here it will be just another game that if your team is playing it, you're going to watch. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but like it doesn't matter who plays in the Winter Classic. Like I'm going to watch that game. It's New Year's Day, just the ambiance of it. You're going to watch it. A game that's overseas. If the Avalanche weren't playing. And, and it was just another team, I probably wouldn't turn it on. Um, so couple that with Finland being seven hours, if you're on the East Coast in the United States, they're seven hours uh, ahead of us. You know, those games are going to be on at noon or one o'clock, I would assume, if they're going to be eight o'clock games on the East Coast. Again, nobody's really going to tune in at that time of day here to watch those games. So I don't think the fact that the Avalanche are playing in Finland really makes a difference. Um, I think the reasons why they they would get the nod, by the way, final score, 7-3, to three, Avalanche over the Blues. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I think a big reason why the Avalanche would be picked is, number one, they this is, you know, in a couple weeks or a few weeks, we're going to have them play in their second stadium series game. <coughs> so obviously the... The NHL has taken notice that, you know, uh, the Avalanche can draw a crowd. Um, they're a team on the rise. They have the superstar in Nathan McKinnon, uh, and they're just a, a, a damn good team right now. That's what you want. You want skill uh, on the biggest stage possible behind the Stanley Cup final, um, and that's the Winter Classic. That's what the Winter Classic has turned into. So... Could it be the Avalanche? Absolutely. Um, I think they're 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 right up there with a team that um, could get the nod to play in the Winter Classic. But if it, they're going to keep it in the division, we we say all the time this is the best division in hockey. Maybe not this year, um, but could you see Minnesota and Chicago? Even though Chicago is not um, you know kind of playing as well as they normally do, yeah, you could just because they're called Chicago. People will tune in just because it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, could it be St. Louis Blues? Absolutely it could. So it could be anybody in this division. So I don't want to put the Avalanche at the top of that list, but I would put them maybe one, two, or three. I definitely put them in the top three 
as a possibility. And saying this, who knows? Uh, NHL might go in a completely different direction and have, you know, uh, like the Montreal Canadiens come in and play them or something like that, which is a possibility too. So um, I would probably think they would keep it in the division. You have no idea what what the uh, what the NHL's plans are for this. But if the Avalanche don't get picked to play it, I do think within the next, let's say, five years, uh, they will get a Winter Classic game. And I would almost want them to not play in this game and have their Winter Classic game be at home in Denver. That's just me. So... Uh, we'll see. I don't know when they're going to announce that. We didn't, we haven't even gotten an official announcement on the Avalanche jerseys for this year, um, in their, in their outdoor game, stadium series game. So, uh, I don't think we'll get the opponent for next year's winter classic before we even get a Jersey announcement for this year's stadium series. So stay tuned to all of that. And if the abs do get picked, great. All the more exciting. All right, so a pretty quick wrap-up on the Avalanche game against the Winnipeg Jets. Avalanche played great in this game, and this is a game where the the hockey gods just aren't on your side, um, and Winnipeg literally escaped from this game with a victory, and I have to believe they were getting on the plane or wherever they were going next saying, wow, we won that game because they got outplayed. Uh, they were outman, out everything. And, and somehow they won it. But if this is a Winnipeg Jets locked on podcast, they're probably saying we, we won that game and we don't know how we won that game, but it's a win and that's a plus. So that's the thing about sports is there's two sides to every story. Our side is we outplayed them. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I was happy with a lot of different things. We, we had new uh, kind of some new line pairings. Not as much as we had in tonight's game, which we will absolutely get to. Uh, there were some new line pairings. Um, and overall, everybody played well. Um, Nathan McKinnon had a phenomenal goal. And, and these this, these are goals where I'm just in awe of people. Um, go watch that Nathan McKinnon goal where he's kind of just at the point coming in one direction and just stops and, and just rips it right in. The skill is just off the charts in this guy. So... Um, he could have had a hat trick in the first period alone. Uh, but this was just one of those games where, where shots were not were not finding the net. They were finding the crossbar. Um, I thought Gabriel Lenskog played fantastic. They had they had the uh, they tied it during the double minor penalty. Um, but then they gave up a goal. I think it was seven seconds into a penalty, and that was pretty much it. They had another goal, another game where they had 40 shots on goal. They had 40 shots on goal tonight <coughs> against uh, St. Louis, which makes four games in a row after the St. Louis game where they had 40 shots on goal. I did not think they would get 40 shots on goal against St. Louis, um, but they did. So, um, And the thing that really irked me in the Winnipeg game is the – the JT Comfer penalty. Uh, Nathan McKinnon got his second goal of the game, and immediately there's a scrum right in front of the net, and somebody on the Jets just blatantly cross-checks JT Comfer. I mean, there was no traffic in front of the net other than JT Comfer, and the, the, the ref was standing right there. He called the goal, and he's in the line of sight of Comfer who gets completely blown up from a cross check 
And he gets up and turns around, and and rightfully so, he doesn't throw a straight-out punch at the guy, but they start getting into it, and then before you know it, both teams on the ice are getting into it. JT Confer gets called for a penalty. I don't even know how... So, so what you're saying is the... The cross track that you saw right in front of your face is not a penalty. But what he did afterwards, which was nothing wrong, is a penalty. And then they called a, a matching penalty on someone on the Jets, which didn't make any sense either. But the cross check gets a pass. Absolutely ridiculous call. And the only reason I bring that up is because the Nazem Kadri uh, matching penalty when he got dragged to the ground... I don't know what's going on uh, and with with referees and, you know, putting penalties on Avalanche players for things that are just so far out of bounds. That's ridiculous. Um, that one kind of just really, really irked me. Um, totally uncalled for. And uh, to this minute, I can't figure out what you're calling on JT Confer. But... Um, the frustrating thing was, yeah, the, the Avs lost another one. They lost another one to a divi- division opponent. <clears throat> and that's something that they absolutely have to stop doing. And tonight, maybe that's where it ends. Um, for a little while, anyway. We turn the calendar. Everybody says uh, maybe n- new year, new season, all that other stuff that means absolutely nothing to me. It's a, it's a new year, a big deal. That doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to start playing better. It's just another game and the abs yeah they ended the year poorly so if you want to start this as a barometer for you know when your season's going to turn around it's just coincidence to me it's not because the calendar changed but you do you if you want to say that's what it is then that's what it is um and and the abs were up against a tall task the the blues had won eight in a row and then they lost and I can't remember who they lost to. Oh, Arizona, I think it was. Um, so Arizona um, stopped their eight-game winning streak. So you know that they were coming in wanting to get back on the winning track. And obviously the Avalanche did, having lost three in a row, four in a row. Um, so both teams coming in with something to play for, obviously. The the Blues were, I think they're seven points up, eight points up on us. Let me go double-check that quick. <laughs> but regardless, um, the Avs are going to play them twice this month, both in Denver. So this was a, a good test to see at the beginning of the game, they were eight, eight points up. This was a good test to see, all right, the Avalanche are on a losing streak. And can they get off of that losing streak against the league's best team or second best team, depending on what you say. Best team in the West by far. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and there was a lot of good things about this game where they answered yes to that question. One is just the fact that they, they really handled them and beat them seven to three. You don't score seven points against St. Louis. They're a a sound team from top to bottom. Um, all four lines, very, very sound team, very good defensive team. So when the lines came out this afternoon, um, for maybe a brief second, I was surprised, and then it made sense. And the thing that stood out to everybody was Miko Rantanen being on the third line. So here's the the lineup 
that was tonight against St. Louis. So you had uh, Landeskog, McKinnon, and Donskoy. Second line, you had Calvert, Kadri, and Nachuskin. Third line, you had Nieto, Comfer, and Rantanen. And the fourth line, you had Jost, Belmar, and Burkowski. Um, I think we're going to see these lines for a little while, the way that they play tonight, especially those that third and fourth line. There were times where I saw Jost come up to the third line, um, and it was Jost, Comfer, and Rantanen. <laughs> and wow, what a difference having an all-star on your line can make. Um, yeah, Landeskog, McKinnon, Donskoy played fantastic. Um, I thought the Calvert, Kadri, and the Chuskin line played phenomenal. Kadri had two goals tonight, and we'll get into the stats in a second because they're pretty impressive. Uh, Nachuskin, I think, just not. I get yeah, I guess blowing this up and just putting different faces with different lines just gives everybody a new sense of urgency. And and you can't tell me that if Niet if it was Nieto or Jost with Comfer and and having Miko Rantanen on that line, you can't tell me those guys aren't going to get up and say, all right, we have to play to his level. Is is Miko Rantanen playing top-notch hockey? He hasn't been lately, but even like him not playing, the level he's playing at is still above what a third-line all-star level play is. So to put him on those line with those guys, you could see them just, Jost was everywhere tonight. I was really, really happy with how Tyson Jost played. Same thing with JT Confer. Um, same thing with Burakovsky. He's been kind of tailing off a little bit, um, but he he got back. Like I don't think it doesn't matter to these guys what line they're on. It's just a number. Um, but but moving that big three around, um, I think was a genius move, and it's something that I think we are going to see a lot more going forward. Um, so we're gonna finish talking about this game and then get into the stats in just a second. All right, so in looking at the stats, like I said, I was I, I thought Tyson Jost played great, and the just unjust thing is he didn't register a point. So don't look at a score sheet and say, oh, he didn't score, you know, obviously he didn't play well. No, I thought Tyson Jost played one of his best games of the year, um, and it's just a shame that he didn't get on the scoreboard. But uh, that's why I say I think you're going to see these guys – um, inter- interchanging these these lines the way they are right now because if it gets them victories like that, phew, forget it. They're they're going to be a very very difficult team to beat. It's almost like a, a lineup, like the New York Yankees lineup. Uh, there's no there's no easy uh, at bat for any pitcher against the New York Yankees. And if you got, uh, you know, obviously McKinnon on the line, I, I was even thinking they were going to put. Landeskog on a second line, but it's fine that they have him on the same line. You have Landeskog on uh, that first line. Um, the way Kadri's been playing, Kadri's been kind of back up to his uh, early season ways. Like he's starting to play, he's starting to play that way again. And then you have Ranton on the third line, and then you have Burkowski on the fourth line, and then couple that with the defense, and you're giving teams a headache for all four lines, which is exactly what St. Louis does. So I think they were kind of taking a playbook out of St. Louis and saying, like, yeah, we have four good lines. Maybe our top two lines are our best lines, but why not split those up? And that's what they did, and they matched St. Louis line for line, um, and it was 
It was a, it was a dominating performance. <coughs> and the good thing about it was there was a time in the second abs were up three to nothing. There was a time in the second period when St. Louis really started saying, okay, we're the St. Louis Blues. We need to start playing a little bit better than this. And they did. They got it to three to two. And everybody in Abs Nation was thinking, all right, now we're going to have to hang on for dear life. We can still win this thing, but now it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be this blowout that we thought it was going to be. But it turned into that. The Avs put their foot back on the accelerator and flew off. And I don't think anybody was expecting that. I think once the Blues got back to three to two, people were like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a dogfight to the end. And the Avs said, no, not not tonight anyway. So I guess the one thing that you have to have concern about, <coughs> excuse me again, I'm really sorry about the coughing guys, it's just awful over here. Um, I guess the one thing you have to be concerned about is, yeah, did you poke that sleeping bear? Um, St. Louis is too good of a team to get blown out like this. I mean, it's going to happen to any team. Uh, but the fact that, you know, they, they had been dominant over the avalanche I want to say they put a stat up in the beginning of the game. The As were 15-2-3 in their last 20 against Colorado. So Colorado, at least for now, shut that down real, you know, bluntly. So uh, have you kind of just awoken St. Louis? Because you're you're behind, I mean, you're, you're in second place. How much did you make them take notice of you? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. They play later in the month. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've said from the beginning, it's going to be a dog fight. The blues separated themselves a little bit from the abs, but I don't think that's going to be the full season for the rest of the season. I think the abs might close the gap a little bit. I'm not going to say they're going to take the division. It's possible, but, um, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than what the blues lead is now, um, going forward. So we'll see. So stat wise, going to bring up the stats here 11 different avalanche scored and we'll run through them right now and by the way grubauer played great he he played a good game he's starting to come around a little bit more he played a very good game um 27 shots saved 24 of them but he played well kadri with a goal mckinnon with a goal and three assists makar with a goal and assist comfort with a goal donskoy and Rantanen, each with goals. Sam Girard, four assists. He played phenomenal. Landeskog with a assist. Nachuskin, Burkowski, Calvert, all with an assist. So the only ones not on the score sheet are Jost, Belmar, Graves, Zadorov, Johnson, Cole, and Nieto. But they all they all played well. Um, I have real no complaints over how any of these guys played tonight. Um, and especially, like I said, coming back after St. Louis turned up the heat, heat a little bit, Avalanche did the same thing. Um, power play, I want to get to power play, because that's been an issue. Uh, look at this. Avalanche, three for five on the power play. That is more like it. I want to see that every single night. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> 61%. I don't know if we'll get that every single night, but... Um, yeah, and then 42 shots on goal. What a game. What a game. So uh, there will not be a show for Friday. Or excuse me, <coughs> for Saturday. 
mainly because I'm going to that game. The Avalanche are playing the Devils in New Jersey, and uh, I'm going to make the trip and go to New Jersey and watch that game live and in person. So uh, follow me on Twitter, like I said, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, because um, I'll be putting up <coughs> pictures and tweets, and I'm going with uh, I'm going with my wife and his and my friend. Uh, and his wife, who are Devils fans, so they don't have a chance. So, uh, and I've never been to the Prudential Center before, so it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, um, I'll be there on Saturday, and a full report for that one on Monday. And I also believe on Tuesday we're going to do a crossover show with the uh, Locked On New York Rangers show. Uh, but that'll be Tuesday. We'll talk more about that on Monday. So enjoy the win. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, and Avalanche will have a game against the New Jersey Devils on Saturday, which I will be at, which hopefully we can win that one because uh, I have a good record when I go watch the Avalanche play. They usually win. I think they've lost once. So uh, chalk it up to a win. Bet the mortgage. Don't bet the mortgage. I don't want to be playing for that. All right, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. Here's Joe. Go, Abs, Go.